At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Hello. If you're listening to me, then you have downloaded one of the archival episodes of Pod on Pod. This is a show that doesn't really exist anymore. I am Joel Sharpton. I'm one of the hosts. Josh Shirley is my co-host. And for a couple of years, we reviewed podcasts under the title of Pod on Pod. We have since moved. And you can now find all of our reviews, subscribe to us, and get the latest stuff at alwayslisteningpod.com. Or follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, at alwayspod. Or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alwayslisteningpod. Now, enjoy the review. There's only 24 hours in a day I got a pair of earbuds and I wish there was a way that I could know just what I want to listen to There's 150,000 shows that I'm not sitting through When the world is dark and boring Let us do your exploring At the bank of Antandek they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Welcome to Pod on Pod, a guide to the world of podcasts because it's not your daddy's radio. We're your hosts. I'm Josh. And I'm Joel. This week on Pod on Pod, we're going to be discussing Word Rango, a game show, the first one of those that we've done. It is an explicit show, and it's got a lot of comedy elements, too. And I'll disagree with it really being a game show. Why would you say it that? It is as much of a game show as, say, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, or At Midnight. Or At... Yeah. Yeah, or at midnight. But I would argue that even in those examples that we've – and in case you're not familiar with those examples, the thing that those all have in common is the the game, quote-unquote, that the participants are playing is sort of rigged from the offset. And it is not the first one that we've done. What What else did we do? The Doug Benson Show. Doug loves movies. Doug loves movies. They have a game element to theirs as well. Very good call. Yeah. And maybe because both of them, the game element is sort of downplayed in both of them. What what it is is we have this format and we will do this every week and that will inspire some hilarity. That's the yes. hope in both cases, I think. What we do here on Pod on Pod is we have a format and we hope that it inspires you to listen to more podcasts. Maybe sometimes it's funny. Maybe sometimes it's not so funny. Either way, we hope you find your next favorite show. We wade through the massive amount of stuff that you can find in the iTunes catalog or just in your favorite podcasting app. And uh, we try to tell you what's good and what's not so good. Sometimes I feel as if I am drowning. Rounding under the weight of podcasts. <laughs> I I very rarely feel like that. Uh, I don't know if you even noticed it as a listener, but we I took a week off and went on vacation. And during that week, 
I actually stepped away from my phone as much as possible. I think I listened to about 15 minutes of one podcast in an entire seven-day stretch, which for me was a ridiculous amount of willpower. And so like this week, I've kind of mainlined some, and it's actually been really nice. How many, how many hours a day do you think that you spend listening to podcasts? It would be very, very difficult to quantify because I'm a radio guy by day, and so I'm wandered around an office where – a lot of and somebody says, "Well, you're a radio guy. Like, how can you ha- how can you have some audio in your ear?" Most of my day is spent waiting on something, either waiting on a piece of audio to come in, or waiting on the computer to finish working with a piece of audio, or waiting on someone to record something, or waiting on someone to get out of the way of the computer that I need to get to, etc. And so during all of that time, I get little three minute, four minute, five minute s- snippets of audio, and I just keep an earbud in my ear pretty much all day long. I have found that podcasts make the everyday drudgery easier. If I have to mow the lawn, if I'm doing dishes, if I'm folding clothes, any of that that happens on a daily basis, I'm listening to a podcast, which helps me get through it. I agree a thousand million percent. And the problem that I find, and I don't know if you ever have this problem, but I'm sure some of our listeners do, or if you start listening to the show and you find that you are listening to dozens of podcasts a week, maybe you will have this problem eventually. My wife does not li- – she likes them just fine. And she there's a handful of podcasts that she even enjoys quite a lot. She does not search them out on her own. And part of the reason why she never does is because she's annoyed almost at the amount of time I spend with that little earbud in my ear letting someone else that she's not listening to talk to me instead of what's going on around me. And so while I'm doing laundry and you know the kids are playing in the living room or finishing homework or something and she's feeding a baby – and and she and I just happen to walk by and she's like, oh, honey, will you do such and such? And I have to stop and pause and ask. That's very, very annoying to her. Like, So I try to find a balance at home, but I listen to a tremendous amount of podcasts to answer your question. I would many, many hours a day. I try not to add it all up because I think it would make me feel bad. <laughs> it's it's replaced a lot of useless television watching. Like I watch a lot less sports center now, man. Well, you don't need to because you can listen to a 30-minute podcast and you get all the same news that they're going to talk about in SportsCenter except they're going to talk about it over the course of 12 hours all day long in every one of their little segments. You know, it, Anyway, so there's the, the pitch for podcasting. What we do on this show is every week we review a new podcast for you. We break it down with four different criteria, audio quality, host likability, production values, and then the content itself. And then we're going to rate it overall. And the way that we rate shows here on Pod on Pod, it's not two thumbs up or stars out of five. We give um, earbuds in, either a half, one, two earbuds, all the way up to two earbuds per person. That's how we do our rating scale on Pod on Pod. This week, our discussion is about Word Rango. Your hosts for Word Rango, Bob Ball, Dave Hinkle, Mike Suzik, and Ryan Lewis. Um you heard this show – you found this show because I suggested it, right? Yes. Okay. This is a show that I stumbled upon through Mabimba Bam. We listened to Mabimba Bam and Bob Ball is the, I guess, intro announcer, disclaimer announcer would be the way to describe that. Before the show starts, if you've never listened to My Brother, My Brother and Me, it opens with a disclaimer. And the you know the radio – a very typical radio voice comes on and says, you know, this show is not for children. And he's and got blah, a blah, blah, great blah. voice, man. Yeah, he does. It's I mean it's – as a radio guy myself, that was – I drew me to him right away. 
he advertised apparently somewhere along the way in My Brother, My Brother and Me for a show he did called Pop Quizzical, which was a real – it's a pop quiz show and it was just him and he asked questions through the, over the course of the show and then at the end of the show he'd come back and give you all the answers. But you could play as you listened and then he would you know, satisfy your curiosity before – it was only like a 15-minute, 20-minute show. Very heavy production and the show didn't last that long because it was so hard for him to do, I think, uh, solo. I, I got to listen to that. I listened to three or four episodes and then realized the show was done and he wasn't making any more of them. It was already over. And he tweeted at me, actually. He was like, don't worry, no more pop quizzical, but I do have this show, Word Rango. And so I found it that way. I listened to a couple then and sort of put it on the back burner. Let me ask you a question. When he tweeted back at you, did he say, I have a show? Uh, yes. So I think he didn't say we have a show. Well, he might have said some friends and I are doing a show. I don't I don't know the word I'm for word. I can look it up. I'm willing to bet word for word it is I have a show because that's the type of personality Bob Ball has. <laughs> well, hey, to be fair to Bob, Bob's the one that does the production on the show. He puts the show together. I'm sure he posts it to the internet, et cetera, et cetera. These Who other guys the just call show? in. Who does the production for this show? Bob does for no, Word Rango. for our show, for Pod on Pod, who does their production? Uh, me. Okay. Have you ever once referred to it as my show? I think probably at least once. Yeah. Like a, like not to you. No, I'm just talking about to uh, – you, you, do you say, hey, I do a show with my buddy? Yeah, or probably. Or I have a show that my, a buddy and I do. That's that's the way that I – I my buddy and I have a show. I have a show with my buddy. Bob would never this do This show that. I do with my buddy. You don't think he would do that? Not from what I'm getting from the podcast, no. I think that's exactly how he would describe it. I wish I could find the exact tweet, and maybe I will before the show's over. Here's the point, though. Word Rango is these four guys. As they're introduced in the show, you've got a voice artist, a writer, a writer, and that other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the idea is that each of them bring their own word. And you can find this word uh, as they do very often, and it's maybe my favorite moment in the show. They reference sexy Merriam-Webster. I think that's a fantastic idea. I wish there was such a book. Well, they that became – it turned into sexy Miriam and webster In fact, one of the guys almost only tries to find a sexy word. That's, that's sort of his angle? And, right, and that's where it came from. Yeah, yeah. So you bring your word, and the very first thing you do is once you announce your word, the other guy's – Try to spell it. So are we getting into the content first or are we – I think we're going to have to talk about content okay. first. Just okay. to explain it? Yeah, just to explain the game. The first thing you do is you – each of the other – so if I suggest a word, then you would try to spell it. And anybody else, any other panelist would try to spell the word. That's the first thing. After everybody tries to spell it – define it. Then you try to define it. Once you try to define it, then the actual definition is given. Right? Yes. What does it really mean now that we've joked about it? And, and the whole time, again, since the points don't really matter and the competition isn't for anything, the whole these are all opportunities to goof. That's what it really is. It's right. opportunities to make jokes. And each guy kind of has their signature style of definition that they'll bring. Yeah. Bob likes to do themes. Not every episode, but a lot of times every one of his definitions will have sort of the same theme in each episode. So like this episode, I'm going to talk about all the times I went to my lab and I was searching for the meaning of life or whatever. And the other thing that he does is he fills that in with sound effects. It is like I'm assuming Bob is older. You think so? I figure he's probably f maybe five or six years older than us at the most. I don't think he's that much older. Maybe so. He feels like he's older because it, it sometimes feels like he's trying to do a uh, only the shadow knows. Like he's doing a radio serial, but very poorly. <laughs> 
I don't know that it's poorly done. I, it's cheesily done. Let's put it like that. It's definitely over the top. I can understand why the style did not appeal to you. I think it's, you know, if he was a painter, the wall would be covered in the color that I ask for. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's just not a color that you particularly care for. But, like, it's not. His technique is not bad. That's my, like, that's what I would say. If I say I want green, seafoam is not an acceptable <laughs> substitute. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So after they give the supposed definitions and then they give the real definition, then they kind of wrap things up by making a, an elevator, elevator pitch for yes. the word. Hey, you tell me why your word was the best word today, why you're the wordsmith of the day. And that's really the, the way that the game goes. And then at the end of that, they have also added this. Let's do a scenario. They don't do it every episode, I don't think, but mo- all the all of the episodes that I listen to, I listen to about six. Every episode that I listen to had a scenario on the end of it. I didn't understand in almost any of the cases how it was tied, if at all. Did I miss something? No. Okay, so that's just some extra, we've goofed for a while, now let's goof in a different way. There are gems each episode. There's some genuinely belly laugh out loud fun stuff. In each episode, and I think it comes at you in a surprising way because you start playing along, right? Right. You say, oh, how would I define the word or what would my definition be? And then somebody will come at you sideways with something that just catches your right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. This is, I think, one of the big values of having a show with so many hosts. Let's move, since we're talking about content here, let's slide over into host likability. So you got Bob Ball. Dave Hinkle, Mike Suzik, and who am I leaving out? Ryan Lewis. Those are your four guys. I'll be honest, other than Bob Ball, which I knew from other projects, I don't remember the names of any of them. Uh, it wasn't. It was very Ryan's hard to keep really track of. Ryan's the lead guy. But doesn't he also have a lesser mic than all of the rest? Like It seems to me that the guy who was managing the conversation most of the time, which, who I'm assuming is Ryan, like he was the least well-recorded of the four. Most of these are Skypes. Yeah, but even then, like... I figure out how to record your own feed or something like okay. that. It, 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 that bothered. I guess we're talking about production quality here, right? Now but that too, doesn't but. change the fact that he's the driving force behind it and keeps it on on track. Yes, no, because okay, this is a that's, show that can easily get off off the rails, man. Uh, yeah, well, too easily, in fact. And on that topic, Ryan does a good job, I suppose. So kudos to Ryan Lewis there. My question is: Is four too many? Well, it's not always four. Oftentimes, there's only three of them. Uh, one's busy or can't make it. I want to say probably half the shows I listened to were were a three man show. So in that case, it's good that they got four guys in, so that way you can keep a rotating yeah, cast. And it keep, yeah, and you get a good length. All right. Do you have a favorite? I mean, you, Ryan does a good job Ryan's of moving things along. Probably my favorite. For me, obviously, I like I identify more with Bob than the other three guys because our work and our jobs are uh, more similar. But I got to tell you. Even I, who was predisposed to like Bob Ball, I don't dislike his part of the show like you do necessarily, but even I think it's a little too much. Like I I would prefer a more straight version of the thing. The 75% of the show I enjoy, his 25% of the show I dislike tremendously. (laughs) It just brings in why you got to bring me down. Okay, so let's let's segue over into production values there. And this is also what... That what? bothers you the most, I'm yes. imagining. Yes. Okay. And we've talked about it on other episodes. You've heard it before. I'm you, not a fan. I'm not a fan of hey, overly produced shows. Play I'm an intro. Simple. Yes. Play an outro. Fade it in. Fade it up. Yes. I don't. I don't need the bells. I don't need the whistles. 
Give me, give me the meat of it. That's all I need. I don't, I don't need the side. I'm here for talking. If I want to listen to music, there's a whole app for that. Or if I want to listen to all this production, I'll listen to the morning zoo. I have, I got you. Bob, this is what he does. It's what he does for a living. It's obvious that he enjoys that part of it. If you ever listen to Pop Quizzical, there was a lot of Pop Quizzical makes more sense because it's one guy in a studio. And it feels like an NPR show or something, and it's also an even shorter timeline. So I I think you might appreciate his shtick more in that context than in this. I'm going to do something that we never do right now. That's fine. I'm going to talk directly to Bob because <laughs> because if we put it out there, I know he's going to listen to this episode. I bet he, he will, will listen to this episode. Bob, you've got a good idea, man. You've got a good product. Don't overseason it. It doesn't need it. It comes off as hokey. It comes off as a shtick, and it devalues what you're already doing well. Cut back on the salt. That's all you're saying, Cut huh? Cut back on the salt, man. As I said before, I think he's doing technically. I think he's doing a wonderful job. I don't always in. I don't always enjoy the choices. It's not always for me. So, like, I just. I think it's a problem of. I think it's a problem of personality and like personal taste as opposed to. Everybody would like it more if you did this. That's my – I'm going to qualify your grumpiness with the fact that maybe it's just because we're grumpy old dudes. That's my thing there. Otherwise, I think production quality here is very, very high. It is a Skype show. You've got you know three, four hosts, and they're, none of them are together. But they do a pretty good job of keeping the audio all yeah, clean hear, and putting hear, it together. You hear yeah. keyboards often. Sure, yeah. yeah. And I mean especially when they're frantically searching for trying to figure out something to go yeah. in, to move the conversation along. But you hear keyboards occasionally in this show. Like I think almost the fact that you can hear keyboards occasionally shows that they've got a really quiet room and a nice microphone. You know, well, And also like the evolution of – so if you go back and you listen to the very first episode, no one really knows the segments of the show. Even the people that bring it, they were just told, hey, bring a word. We're going to play a game. It wasn't even called Word Rango. Oh, yeah. I forgot about episode. that. Uh, it comes up It comes up with it there. And the words are pretty mundane words, right? Like words that uh, that you know the definition to, right? I was going to say. A close, approximate, like unflappable one the first episode. Yes. They're, they're words that you can get a very close approximation to. That does evolve, man, and it evolves into some ridiculousness, and and that made the show even better. Like the more outside the box they go with their words, the more creative the guys can be because they are no longer restricted by the confines of a well-known word. That was good to see. I, I, I know I listened to at least the first couple of episodes, and then I listened to a couple in the 20s, and then I listened to like the last three or four mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're definitely right. They like they found their stride, so to speak, and which is why I think I don't want to be too harsh on the show because, as you said in your direct address to Bob, it's a really good idea. It's a, yeah. like it's a solid idea. The core of the show is quite good. The one more area to talk about, and I guess we've sort of covered it already, but the audio quality: four hosts, non-co-located. There are differences between the mics, occasional digital issues because of the different connections. It's about as clean as a Skype show can be, though. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the the leader in audio quality like you like to claim that that some shows are. Uh, in fact, a show that we're going to do coming up, I would say probably is the leader in audio quality. And that's whenever you get into the NPR shows like Stuff You Should Know or How Things Work. Those are the pinnacle of audio quality. 
Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that, actually. Uh, next week's show is How Stuff Works, or s- Stuff You Should Know from How Stuff Works. The Discovery Network is the uh, the network that that podcast originates from. It's going to be next week's reviewed show, and I did actually make that note today. I was listening to the show. I said, yay, I know I've said this about that other uh, podcast, but this is the real audio standard. Word Rango, though, nothing wrong with the audio all, quality. It's very listenable. And it's not going to hold you back from liking this show, exactly. So that brings us to uh, some alternate names. I'm going to call this show right up off the top, and I'm probably going to snatch this from you. It's Bob Ball and the Boys. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I want to call it the Bob Ball and the Psychophants. <laughs> I think you could call the show Sexy, Sexy Miriam Webster. Se- Sexy Miriam and Webster. Yes, yes. I think that'd be a fine podcast name. You could also call it Word Mangle. You could call it Word You Should Know. Word You Should Know. That's a pretty good podcast. You sort of jump on that uh, bandwagon, as it were. Do you have any favorite moments in particular? The origin of the Sexy Miriam Webster bit was – that's I, I love that. I love that how that came up. And then the fact, as you said, that several times he's used the sexy words I, or whatever. I like, the, I like – it, it was in the early episodes. It may have been episode one. I can't remember. But one of the guys in one episode like – Five or six times, puts a shot out there like how abusive his dad was. <laughs> really, and everybody <laughs> just ignores it. Like nobody acknowledges it. And then ten minutes later, he'll throw up, throw something else about his abusive dad, uh, and and they just roll on. So I think that brings us to our wrap up here. And the and the way that we finally close things up on Pod on Pod is that we actually rate the show for you. You've heard us discuss it. Uh, you you've given us uh, or you've gotten about twenty minutes worth of discussion uh, between the two of us on what we thought of the six or so episodes that we listened to. Um, now we're just going to tell you: is it a good show or not? We rate shows not out of uh, four or five stars. We don't give it two thumbs up. We give it one or two earbuds in. We can also give it half earbuds. I even started giving it quarter earbuds now, which we're going to stop doing. You don't want to do that? No. You just got to go half your buds or yes, whole? Yes, don't get too fancy with it, man. All right, fine. Have an opinion and stand by it. All right, for this show, Word Rango, uh, and you can find more, by the way, at wordrango.com. Uh, that's where you can find the show. They've got links for their iTunes subscription or how you can add it uh, if you're on Android as well. What are you going to give it, Josh? This is a tough one for me to rate because there is value in the things that I that I enjoy about the show. And probably 75% of it I enjoy. The 25% of it I don't enjoy are the detestable things I find about most podcasts. I hate the overproduction. I hate when three guys are doing one thing and one guy wants to show out or go above and beyond, not follow the pack. And that that makes the show – that breaks up the cohesiveness of the show, which I don't like. So things I don't like about the show in general are things that just rub me the wrong – like I'm just detestable. Here's, here's what I, th- I think is interesting and I, maybe I'm overstating the case. But it strikes me that what you like is a free-flowing podcast that is very heavily edited. You don't want anybody to put on a thing. You want the people to come together with a purpose and then to let the thing Not happen. True. Not true. I, I like I like things to be organic, right? I love like the things that they come with, the things that make me laugh, things that make me giggle. 
yes. about this show are what comes up organically from them playing from them playing with the words. I enjoy that. That's not from not, somebody dropping in a sound. That's what I'm saying. You like the the natural yes stuff. Yes, and when people are doing something that's natural and organic, and one Yahoo over here <laughs> is is coming with like a freaking script every time and and trying to trying but I've to got this soundboard. that in. I don't care, man. And it. It breaks my focus on the show. It's something that I focus on and takes my joy away. So you're So it's hard for me to rate it because I don't want to give this show the vaunted half earbud, right? Which is which is the worst possible rating I can give a show. Cuz it's it's worse than not caring yes. at all. A half earbud is worse than zero. I'm putting you in your place. It's not for me a one earbud show just because those elements I don't like. It makes it, it, it makes it, it takes it again. It takes the joy away. So I'm going to give it no earbuds. Wow. Yeah. I probably won't. I, it's not even going to be in my, my list. I'm, 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 I'm taking it out. Uh, I'm going to give it one and a half earbuds. Um, I don't think, would. I don't think most people, I don't think most people are going to be as bothered by the Bob Ballness of it all as you are. <laughs> and I, I do think that it's very different than even, even from Doug Loves Movies. It's I very, like very Bob, different. I feel like Bob is there to market himself. <laughs> I think, I think Bob Ball is probably there because without him, they wouldn't put a show together on a regular oh, basis. Oh, I think they would. I don't know that they would like that's because that's the guy with all of the audio know-how. You know what I mean? Like that's the guy who decided with that group of guys, hey, let's do a podcast. Like the other guys were all like, oh, I listen to podcasts. How do you do one? So what you're telling me is the reason I don't like this show. is because it reminds you of your own uh, dependence on uh, our partnership. <laughs> I would like to point out that with the two shows we have done, I was happily twiddling my thumbs and whistling when you came upon me. I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, you're like, now that you brought me into this world, <laughs> in, at any day I could turn evil like old Bob Ball and then, then you know, you'd be on the outs. You'd have to go and find yourself another another podcast monkey. And you know what? I'm okay with you giving the show a one and a half. I'm, I'm glad we have... Uh, what we call balance. Yeah. It's a fair and balanced opinion here on Pod on Pod. And if Bob doesn't like my analysis of the show, that's fine. You can tweet me at I'm not on social media, so you will never get in touch with me. <laughs> you can tweet us. We're at Pod on Pod. We're also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash pod on pod. Or you can just go to the website, podonpod.com. Make sure you do that, by the way. Find our iTunes links and uh, write us a review there. That helps other people just like you find us. And we sure do appreciate it when you do that. That was another review. This week's show, Word Rango. Check it out at wordrango.com. Next week. We're going to be talking about a great show, a show that we are both uh, big fans of and have been for years. It's a show called Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. We're going to be talking about that next week. Chuck and Josh. Yeah. Until next week, I'm Joel. And I'm Josh. And this has been Pot on Pot. I didn't have a do you know what the closer is? I don't remember how they do it. Lock the gate! <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different guy. Boomy lives! We've already done that one. Uh... Enjoy your burrito. Enjoy. Have a burrito. <laughs> no, I don't know how it ends. That's that's good enough. Are you wanting something funny? Are you wanting something smart? A show on astral projection or the history of art? Do you want to let a little 
two guys and a rogue. I'm one guy. I'm the other. And this is The Network. At first, we were worried about using purple bricks, but since we sold with them, I haven't been able to stop going on about them, have I, dear? No, love. I've been telling everyone, family, friends, that confused guy at the supermarket. Yeah, you haven't really shut up about that. But seriously, did I tell you about our purple bricks estate agent, Michael? I met him too. He was nice. Oh, we could talk to him whenever. Anything we asked, he could do it. That's enough now, dear. He was brilliant, always available to chat on the phone. Enough, Robert. email him any time of the day or night. Purple bricks. You'll be totally sold. Fixed fee payable on instruction or after 10 months viewing services cost extra. See website for more details. At the bank of Antandek, they're looking for a mascot. We need an icon. Something that says high fly into all our mortgage customers. Like a falcon. Or a stallion. Or even better, a parrot. Check it out. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're concentrating on helping customers find ways to take years off their mortgage with their overpayment calculator. See what's possible at Santander. All applications are subject to status and our lending criteria. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage.